No one ever knows what evil lurks in the shadows, what makes its home in the void. A lone group of heroes band together to become the light in that darkness, to face the oncoming storm. I'm Drew, and I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Jordan, and I'm playing the half-elf sorcerer, Theranor. I'm Donnie, and I'll be playing gnomish rogue, Lemmy. I'm Juju, playing a wood elf cleric named Aoife. And I'm Thomas, playing a changeling ranger named Pock. Welcome to Crit Storm. This will be our, uh, our first episode of Crit Storm cast, delving into uh, a campaign that I like to call In Between the Shadows. And I will be your dungeon master. My name is Drew Hallam. I'm Thomas Howarth, and I'm going to be playing the character of Pock, who is a changeling ranger. I'm Jordan Becky. I'm playing Theranor Akamir, and he is a half-elf sorcerer. My name is Juliet Becky, but you can call me Juju, and my character is Aoife Ornith, and she is a cleric of the goddess Alana. I'm Donnie. I'll be playing Limaboth Spizwack. His friends call him Limmy. He's a forest gnome who uh, just, you know, grows some stuff and sells it in town. <laughs> a farmer, really. A, fa- a farmer, if you will. Entrepreneur. <laughs> All right, then. So our intrepid band of heroes venturing out, being level one, are coming to a very uh, prominent and also kind of feared city known as Talcure. Uh, It's also known as the City of Whispers. It's a rather dark, kind of gothic, gloomy city. Kind of take in mind the idea of like a medieval uh, Gotham. (laughs) And so you have this dark, gloomy uh, city. And really, they are trying to find something to really get their name out there. Get that experience. And... Uh, Talkir just seemed like the right place to go. It's also kind of within the vicinity of uh, where they answered the Craigslist ad. So, <laughs> charting a course, you all have boarded a ship that will be coming in to the Shadows May Harbor, and you know it's been a it's been a rather uh, kind of a not not so much like a long journey, but it's been a, it's been a pretty lengthy one. A couple of days on the boat, and you know, no one's necessarily getting seasick. Everyone is kind of keeping to themselves. Um, you have a mixed band of people abo- uh, aboard that ship. You have people who are looking like they're you know trying to find a new way, a new home, you know, a new st- fresh start in life, and others that look like they possibly haven't left this ship for quite a few months. And so, upon coming into the harbor the ship docks and it's not as if coming out from the bottom of the boat and onto the deck in order to venture into the city that you're getting a nice bright breath of uh, fresh air but rather one that seems stale and a bit lifeless and it almost seems to be wafting into the atmosphere that is surrounding what is Telkir. Looming city gates stand before you just on the outside of the harbor and it doesn't seem as if even the shadows want to move 
everything is in constant uh, kind of gloominess and very much uh, happiness almost seems devoid. Wow, this place is rather pleasant. <laughs> see a lot of marketing opportunities here. <laughs> <laughs> I can make so many people happy. <laughs> is there anybody around for us to talk to? Uh, there are people that are uh, just off of the off of the boat over towards the docks. They are uh, you know taking off shipments. Some people are checking paperwork to make sure that they are uh, allowed to come you know within the harbor. You have uh, a few stalls that are just selling some goods and wares right off of the dock. It doesn't seem like it's not necessarily going to be something that is for your everyday use. It, it looks pretty much like it's meant for those who are either venturing out to sea or work within the proximity of the docks. This gloom and darkness that we see, is it unnatural or is this the way it always is in this town? So, being that this is your first time in Talkir, the only impression that you can get is that this is pretty natural. This seems exactly what it would be. However, the the word, you know, passing along throughout the years and even decades, possibly even centuries, you're not entirely sure, is that, you know, Talkir always has this sense of dread about the city. And even though it is a hustling and bustling city, like it is very, it is very much alive. It almost seems to be devoid of life. Hmm. Let's find a tavern then, eh? Need to get a feel for this place. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. I'm up for a drink. Well, we've probably been on the ship for a while anyway, so I'm sure we need something. All right. So making your way off of the boat and onto the dock where the harbor is, you can either uh, turn left and venture uh, further down the harbor itself, or even to the right, which uh, kind of gives a roundabout way uh, to the city walls, or you can just uh, go on up to the front gate. Are there any salty sea dogs that look like they might be willing to tell us or recommend a tavern? Uh, give, me a, uh, give me a perception. That is a 17 plus my modifier. That's like a 19. 19? Yeah. You can totally see a guy. He's, you know, almost that, like, cliche fisherman type, weathered clothes, smoking a pipe, possibly missing an eye, just kind of <laughs> leaning, leaning up against the wall. Uh, hey there, sir. Wondering if you could recommend a good tavern for me and my friends. He kind of, like, puffs on the pipe a few more times, and then he takes a deep breath, exhales, and then he kind of, like, points the way with the end of the pipe indicating the gate just beyond and he bends over and looks at you and he says, you'll be looking for the ogre's eye. Ogre's eye. Alright, thank you much. Good day to you. Mm. Ogre's eye. Just got a glowing recommendation. So... (laughs) (laughs) Going up to the gates of the city, the city guard actually stop you and they ask exactly, uh, you know, what is your business in Talkir? We've heard a lot about the ogre's eye, so uh, yeah, we're coming to check it out. The guard looks at you warily and he looks at his other cohort and the, and he kind of steps forward and he says, no one visits a city to merely go and have a drink. Why do you visit this land? We're actually writing a book about, uh, you know, taverns, so <laughs> we, we are going around just visiting taverns from town to town, so... Oh, please, please give me a diplomacy check. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can that be deception? 
Oh, sorry. Yes, deception. My apologies. Give me a deception. I do have a uh, <laughs> slight modifier for that. <laughs> so that's a three. Uh, <laughs> plus one, plus two, because that's a uh, proficiency, right? So six. <laughs> so the man stares at you, looks back at his other guard companion, and he says, I don't even think I would swallow that on my mother's side. Why do we always let Lemmy do the talking? <laughs> you know, we had a really long boat ride, as you can smell. Um, we just want to find a place where we can kick up our feet, grab a couple drinks, you know, and then we're going to probably you know, take a little rest at, at one of your fine establishments, some kind of a motel here, and, uh, you know, just, you know, patronize the town, you know? We're, we're here to, to sightsee and kind of get our bearings and see, see what's up here, and... Uh, you know, just kind of relax for a bit. Is that is that a problem? All right. So the uh, the guard is kind of moved to uh, <laughs> to agree that uh, this shouldn't be too much of an issue. It also kind of helps your situation that uh, you actually look like you may have some rose in your cheeks. You know, aside from most of the uh, people that populate this city, we don't look like lifeless corpses. <laughs> <laughs> He checks your paperwork, and he marks it that you have visited the city. He logs that you have entered at the harbor gates on this date, and then he uh, he allows you access to Takir. Entering through the harbor, you find your way onto some, you know, sparsely lit streets, but it is uh, still easily enough to find your way around. Despite the gloomy disposition that the entire uh, city gives off, it is a lively city, but it doesn't seem that is a, that there is much life there. People are coming and going. They are carrying goods. They are, you know, standing around talking. Um, it seems as if there are probably one one guard to every like fifteen citizens. A rather high you know, populace of uh, military for the city itself, but this is also something that you know that within the city of Whispers, and again, the whispers that you have heard therein of the city itself, is that lots of shady dealings go on within the city. There is a lot of trade in the city itself, and there's always the need to try and feel safe. So how far away is the tavern that we're going to? So didn't necessarily exactly explain to you where it was. He just kind of says <laughs> that it was through the gate. He said it was on the inside. Um, I'm going to ask the guards as we're heading in if he can, if they can give us any directions uh, okay. towards so the uh, he uh, he tells you that if you go inside, you make a left, and then you're going to go about two, essentially like two and a half streets you know, beyond the gate, and it'll be right in the middle. Sounds good. All yep, right. let's start heading there. Okay, so... Um, as I walk away from the guards, I'm going to shift into a fairly nondescript female that's not going to draw too much attention to herself. What exactly, like, were you before? <laughs> Uh, I was actually was a gelatinous cube. <laughs> no, I, was fitting, I was fitting more into the ship lifestyle. I was kind of a burlier looking, um, burlier looking, uh, like scallywag type person. Like I look like I belonged on a ship. Okay. Now, is there a? I'm 
trying to remember if there was like a check that people would have to make. No, not at all. Not for the changing. Not for stuff. not for changing. No one's gonna like make a right. like bat an eye at the fact that you were suddenly a man and then now you're a woman. <laughs> Well, I've gotten good at it, so I can do it kind of on the fly when I'm when I'm walking around. I can use my cloak to disguise my face for a second and then shift it out of out of the look of others. He went into a raven booth. <laughs> so walking through the city, stagnant air that uh, doesn't entirely uh, bring that freshness of a new city, especially within being in the confines of a ship. For a couple of days, it, it's lifeless. Not exactly something that is very, uh, very comfortable to almost breathe. It's almost heavy uh, to try and like take in some deep breaths. Do you guys feel that? Do you feel the oppression here? I feel like I couldn't smell a tree for for the life of me. Yeah, I was gonna say, sweet Joaquin, these people are ripe to pay for some escapism. <laughs> <laughs> this place is right up your alley, Lemmy. <laughs> Don't know why I didn't already live here. I hate this place. It is gross and lifeless, and there's no plants anywhere, and no trees, and everyone is kind of gross-looking, kind of sallow, I guess. That's that's not right. I wonder if this bears investigation. Maybe somebody will know something at the tavern. That's where tongues wag. <laughs> Venturing into the city... You actually have open areas where there is some plant growth, but again, it's not as if these are uh, very pretty trees or very pretty plants. It's just like they're there. Like they possibly once had life, but uh, they're, uh, they're clinging to it. It's like a resort town here. I wouldn't vacation here. <laughs> you eventually find the ogre's eye. And it has actually probably the first set of almost bright brightness that you can uh, see within the city uh, and uh, a bit more lively than anything else that you have come across thus far. At least we found some bit of life in this town. I boldly stride in. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, find, I look for a place where we might all be able to sit together. Inside, there are some tables. It's... Um, Dare I say, almost for how distant it is from everything else that you've come across, cozy. <laughs> and a roaring fire is there. You have a, uh, a rather uh, bulbous-looking man uh, sitting. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think he might be sitting, but he very well might be standing uh, behind the bar. <laughs> Never trust a thin tavern keep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he is uh, cleaning glasses. You know, there's there's not exactly like a large group of people in there, but uh, people are sitting at tables, talking to themselves. Talk, some are talking to themselves. Some are talking to others. And uh, definitely everyone has a drink in front of them. There is not one patron here who does not have something to drink. Is it still just as like oppressive here as it is outside? To an extent, but it's not something that um, seems as if the uh, like the air is so hard to breathe. It's almost as if coming in here is a is a slightly good uh, refreshingness uh, that can be uh, found within the city, and it might be a respite. Yeah, it might be the fact that there is a uh, a fire going in order to bring a bit more color, as it were. It could also just be the fact that uh, the everybody's drinking and. 
again, a, uh, a coziness, a comfortableness that can definitely be deemed as both alluring, but also unsettling in some ways, because it seems completely out of place for the city. All right, I go up to the bar. Uh, Tavern Keep, I'll have a glass of your third best cider. He reaches over and, you know, puts his hand on one glass and then immediately moves it over two more. <laughs> and he grabs the third bottle. <laughs> and he, uh, he pours you a, a relatively good-sized glass of cider and he kind of looks at you and he says, well, that'll be three copper. I give him four. He, uh, he takes the copper from you and uh, then he puts it into a small lockbox and he kind of gives you a nod and he goes back to uh, cleaning some more uh, some more glasses. Okay, I retreat back and did we find a table? Yeah, I found a table for us to sit at and I'm, I'm going to let the waitress or the, whoever's serving come to me to uh, offer her their wares. The chair's creak and groan, but they're very, very steady. The wood that is actually made for the tables that are there seems rather uh, thick and almost a bit too sturdy for something that is even common for a restaurant or an eatery type of place, possibly even, you know, a bar itself. Uh, somebody give me a, uh, a perception. <laughs> somebody else, please. <laughs> The laughter is not comforting. <laughs> <laughs> I got an eight. <laughs> 21. Yeah, I got a nine, so. Okay, so. At least I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like stroking the wood of the table. I'm like, well, this is nice. <laughs> Did Deepa get into my mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, it's it's something there that, that's not all this weird, oppressive lifelessness. And I'm just like, oh, this wood grain is pretty. Okay, so nice. you're not like becoming one with the table or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, it was a long trip, so she's just kind of chilling. So what you notice is that the wood that is actually for the tables here resembles the wood that was actually found on the docks. And the closer you look, you can actually see the place where rivets and wooden nails eventually would have been within the confines of the wood, and also various markings that are for the ocean. And you can deduce that the excess wood that is from failed ships or possibly ships that have uh, sunk has been repurposed into the tables for the bar. Does that uh, strike us as strange? I mean, I don't necessarily think that it would strike as uh, particularly strange. It's not as if uh, you guys have had some grand life experiences to go out and about and find things that are particularly different. But uh, it, it would seem unique, but not something that would just be like, this is weird, let's get the hell out of here. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, so I'd like to call the server over. Uh, she seems to be like busy with another patron, but she does see your hand go up, and she kind of gives you a nod, and she's carrying a tray as she gives him his drink, and she is trying to move back with a full tray of dishes, and she kind of like gives you another nod as she's trying to move around. And as she is actually making her way into the back... For a place, obviously, you can assume is possibly the kitchen. As she rounds the corner, there is this sudden loud crash. And it sounds as if glasses have fallen to the ground. Plates have smashed everywhere. And you can suddenly see this huge look of frustration and anger come over the barkeep. 
and he sets down a mug and he throws the towel over his shoulder and he just kind of makes his way into the back. And I jump up really quickly and make my way to the bar to distract him. Okay, what are you going to so do? So he wants to he wants to come. Uh, excuse me, I need, I need a drink, please. I'm I'm really thirsty. I've just had the longest trip. It was so annoying, and I really want something to drink. Can you please help me out here? He stops and he casually um, just what, kind of. What do you have that's a little more expensive? Maybe your 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 second best cider. I'd like to try that. <laughs> so he uh, he reaches up and he grabs the second bottle and he pours a glass and he kind of just he like not rudely but like very ins- like insistent like he just kind of nudges it your way. That'll be one silver. I give him two silver. There is a single second crash that comes from the back room. Oh god. And I tried. <laughs> and he he just like grumbles to himself and he makes his way to the back and all you hear as he's like standing in the doorway looking into the back room, not again. And he you know goes into the back and you hear and you see the door shut. And it, it's almost as if he is then walking over the cracked glass and plates and you just hear a single thud and a yelp. And then the door opens up and he goes back to the bar and he ta- and he, and he like changes the price of the day's special <laughs> from uh, you know one gold to two gold. And wow. so that was actually the, uh, the cost of uh, the meal that was going to be provided, which also allowed a max of five drinks for the, uh, for the deal. The whole time this is happening, Aoife's going to be just staring straight ahead, very stiff, very, like, embarrassed that this is happening. Just with that, like, that embarrassment that comes with, oh, someone just messed up something bad. And just looking, staring at the table, like, in the embarrassed silence. Within a couple of minutes, after you guys are kind of like, you know, quietly sipping your drink, not, not really saying much, the woman emerges from the back room and uh, she's not carrying a tray but she uh, she is trying to like smooth out her dress and um, from a distance you can definitely see like a welt coming up around her eye and uh, she she eventually hides her head as she passes the bar for the barkeep and then she uh, she comes up to your table and she's like what can I get you can I make a perception roll I'd like to s- try and suss out like what are the other patrons what are their reactions yeah go for it that is 15 plus plus 5 that's a dirty 20 no one necessarily seems to pay any great mind to it you see a sub you see a couple of people like notice what has gone on in the back and just kind of shake their heads but they go back to their drink like no one is uh jumping to her aid, it almost seems as if like, oh great, this again. Business as usual. Yeah. Uh, so she, I she, ask her what's what's on the menu other than the special. She says that she can offer up some chicken, um, possibly some boiled potatoes. If you're in the mood for a stew, um, the stew has chicken and boiled potatoes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm sensing she, a theme here. <laughs> She also says that uh, they have a, a selection of wine, 
but it's not uh, the best that you can find in the city, but it's what they can get. She's she's trying not to, like, make direct eye contact. She's kind of just, like, staring down at the table, but uh, she seems very, like, genuine in wanting to, you know, try and uh, do her best to help you. Uh, yeah, let's try some of that stew there, then. She'll take the order. She'll ask if anyone else is going to have anything to eat. No, I'm fine. No, she says that she'll be she'll be right back. A couple of minutes go by. Uh, she returns. She she didn't obviously do it justice to say that this is you know you know there's there's chicken and there's boiled potatoes and then there's a, a stew made with chicken and boiled potatoes. It it almost resembles like a chicken chowder kind of a kind of a thing. They, I mean they, I mean it's it's full of vegetables and it's creamy and it came with a uh, almost like a half a loaf of bread. So I mean it is a, it is very much a meal. You know that'll be uh, three three silver. I'll give her four silver. She takes the she takes the three silver and then she, like, gives back the one extra and she says, no 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 three three. It's 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 only three. Awkward. <laughs> I tried. She 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 kind of takes money. And she's like, I'm sorry. I must have misspoke. And then she walks away, and uh, takes the money, back to the barkeep who kind of uh, snatches it from her and puts it in his lockbox. And then she. Uh, she goes uh, back about her business, and you guys are left with your dinner. Does it seem like in life the chickens were also depressed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Donnie, uh, all I can say is that the chicken was definitely made with dark meat. And, um, <laughs> the shadow- shadowiest of meats. <laughs> Fancy. Mm, shadow chicken. <laughs> shadow chicken. They're so hard to catch. <laughs> you, have to, you can only do it at high noon. <laughs> with, with a high perception check. <laughs> so yeah, um, a, a, like an hour can go by within the uh, within the bar. Again, within a tavern, uh, depending on how much you drink, it's uh, it's kind of hard to tell time. Within that hour, people are finishing up their drinks. They're leaving. New people coming in. It it almost seems that. Uh, this place is definitely, due to the appearance now, open 24/7. But then again, it is not late into the into the wee hours. But it is a uh, it is a popular place, hmm. uh, despite not being abundantly full. It is a it's a consistent flow of people. Well, I can say with absolute certainty that this is the second best, third best cider I've ever ordered. <laughs> At the end of this, we're all going to be cider kind of. Not bad. <laughs> The waitress comes back and she asks you. She says, "I, I, I hope you and are are enjoying the stew. Is, is there, is there anything else?" Uh, Theronor looks at her and says, "Why, just deadpan? Why is your town so depressing?" She kind of looks at you strangely, and she just shakes her head and she says, "There's, there's nothing wrong with Tukir. I mean, possibly because you are new. I mean, this is a, this is a," and she almost has to like pause and force herself to say she's like this is a it's it's a lovely town well, what else is there to do here what what should we see she tells you that there is a uh, great library to go see there is a, uh, a a great market that you can also venture to one of our schools puts out some uh, some great uh, she she calls them law practi- practitioners um, instead of a lawyer the the military guard is also one that is greatest in the land due to the uh, the trade 
that goes on uh, within Taukir. She said, I mean, there, there are a multitude of things that you can uh, that you can go see. However, it seems that uh, businesses can come and go. People are always, you know, coming into Taukir or possibly even leaving Taukir. It, it seems that there is uh, never a consistent uh, form of life within Taukir. But uh, it is it is a place that I call home. Good enough. Thank you. We probably should look around a bit and perhaps secure some lodging for the evening, unless we want to sleep in a back alley somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not do that. How late is it getting? I would peg it around like nine o'clock. Yeah, we should probably secure some lodgings. The waitress um, will uh, will take your plates if you are uh, if you are indeed finished eating. Can she recommend a, a good inn? You could stay here. They have uh, they have extra rooms. There's actually the building itself goes further back, and there uh, there is lodging available within the ogre's eye. I say we secure a room here and then go walk about a bit. What do you guys think? Yeah, get some lodgings down and then go check out the town a little more. Sounds good. All right. She takes the plate, and she will says that she will make arrangements uh, with her husband in order to uh, get you guys a uh, a room is this the same serving girl that he smacked up in the kitchen oh yes it is so it's his wife yes so uh she takes the plates and as she is making her way back to the kitchen she ventures into the back and the barkeep again is just uh he's making notes in a booklet he has served some customers more people have come in um at this point you actually see a mother come in uh, with her children, and she uh, takes kind of uh, almost like you would say refuse, like she's coming in from the cold from the outside, you know, gets a, a seat closest to the fire with her kids, and uh, she has a young daughter and a, a boy with her, and they seem to just try and be like warming themselves by the fire. And as soon as the waitress comes out and she sees the family sitting by the fire, she gets taken back by the sight of the family. And this aura of discomfort and almost uh, fright is just completely evident about her. And she, uh, she makes her way over to her husband, constantly looking back over at the family. And he is talking to her. She mouths some words to him. He looks over at your party. And then he you know, takes his book again wets the you know wets the pencil and on his uh, tongue and then he makes more marks in his book and then he kind of gives her a nod and she comes over to you and he she tells you that uh, staying in the inn it would be uh, five silver uh, for the evening and uh, the rooms can sleep uh, two. Lemmy, you want to split a room? Sure, you can shift into something even smaller than me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a closet for the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, no, the changeling can't necessarily shift into something that's smaller stature. He would still have to stay a medium-sized creature. But yeah, yeah he could go thinner. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so she tells you that there are uh, two rooms available um, so, uh, for you guys. And she says that it is five silver pieces each. And uh, that does come with a, uh, a loaf of bread uh, for the morning meal. Continental breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to ask why she's acting so odd about this family that just came in. She seems kind of distant at the question, but she just answers, 
that a uh, a tavern is is no place for a child, especially one so young. And, and, uh, and then she kind of gets a little bit emotional. She says, "One so young, one so fragile." And then she she's just like, "Excuse me," and she just kind of ventures into the back room again. Does that seem believable, or is she lying slash beating around the bush? She seems pretty like genuine and upset. But like, is it because of the child, or is she uh, lying about that? I mean, her words her words say that like this is no place uh, for a child. She was definitely like sincere about that. But then, as she continued to talk, um, when she gets to the words of like, especially for one that is so young, getting a little more upset, so fragile getting even more upset and then if she was going to continue um, it would definitely have been tears uh, but she she left before that could happen as she was going into the back she uh, eventually returns her eyes look a bit puffy um, she does tell you that she will uh, show you to your rooms if you would like and she seems a bit more uh, distant at this point there's some child drama there of some sort like maybe she's lost a child or well, something obviously a young child came into a tavern and like killed her father or something <laughs> can we store our gear in our rooms like are they lockable so uh, going into the room itself yes there is the availability to lock your items into a chest uh, each room comes like with a with a uh, a key for the chest itself the, uh, the, the key, however, is also um, chained to the wall, so, like, no one can just, like, <laughs> take the key and have it be lost. <laughs> so so whoever comes into the room can just get the key anyway. Yeah. <laughs> These are very Where's... trustworthy people, Thomas. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know people here. <laughs> I'll lay down my bedroll and stuff like that, but I'm going to keep... If we're going out into town, I want to keep my weapons and stuff with me. Yeah. Okay. So what would you guys like to do? Uh, we should probably head out and uh, and go check out this really depressing town. <laughs> All right. Yeah, totally. So making your way out of your rooms, each of your rooms are uh, are down the hall, and then one is respectively to the right, and one is respectively to the left. You know, coming out of your rooms, each of you can see each other. And then, you know, coming to the uh, the center aisle of the hallway, uh, looking down the hallway, you can see the waitress, the the wife of the barkeep, and she seems to be longingly looking at something in her hands. Can we see what it is? You cannot see from uh, your distance, and it seems like she is actually very, very much entranced into what she is looking at. And uh, I'd like to to sneak up to her and and see if I can see it just to to before she hides it. Give me, give me a sneak check to make sure, you know, maybe she's not going to hear you approach her. Uh, 21. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you make your way up close to her. Not like, you know, you suddenly are just like close enough to put your head on her shoulder and go, what you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you get close enough that you, you see it's a locket. And she is just longingly looking at a picture inside. And she suddenly knows that you're getting closer and she closes the locket and she... Um, is holding it tight in her hand. She says, I, I hope the rooms are uh, to your liking. If you need anything, just should you. I can tell that something's bothering you, and and I know it's related to a child of some sort. Is is something happening here? Is there something I might be able to help with? We might be able to help with? We're, we're quite able. She shakes her head. You don't have to be afraid. She just kind of 
kind of chuckles to herself, but then it goes back to being a more serious face. And she says, this is not something that can be done now or could have been done yesterday. This is something that would have, you know, needed to happen 30 years ago. And she's, she's quite like, I mean, she's not, you know, decrepit age, but she's, she's definitely uh, in her, like, mid-50s. She is apparently longing over the loss of a child that has been long gone. But apparently the wounds are still there. Right, so I, I pass on this information to uh, the rest of the group. Yeah, going back 30 years, that, that'll cost you extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can do anything about healing emotional scars, so there's not really much we can do. Hey, Pock, though, what was that, uh, what was that locket made of? Give me, give me a perception. <laughs> Nine. Nine? So the, the locket itself is silver. All right, so it was a silver, a silver, uh, locket there, Lemmy. Okay, good to know, just curious. Shall we leave the tavern for a bit? Sure. Maybe we should try the library. Uh, the wife of the barkeep mentioned that, and, uh, I don't know, like, Sometimes information is posted at libraries. Maybe we'll find a job there. Maybe that's the one place in this town that is really lively. Loud and rambunctious. <laughs> um, as you guys are uh, deciding to go to the, to the library with the, uh, the newfound venture and the recommendation of the waitress who told you that this is uh, definitely a spot to go visit, a few kids make their way to the market they grab packages, they pay, and they uh, they run off to deliver. As you continue just to walk down the streets, not really knowing if this is actually the right direction to the library, kids pass your way, you see a few homeless people kind of like in the streets, um, and eventually you come to something that could be determined as like a town square. Um, it's, it's pretty vast and open. There is a fountain in the center with a statue up on top of the fountain. You have a few official-looking buildings surrounding uh, the town square in sort of a kind of like broken oval to uh, section off the streets that could come to the town town square. And, you know, one of them does say town hall. Another says um, city official. And then there is one that is says like hall of records. And uh, there is actually uh, street signs, finally, a bit more um, discernible street signs within the uh, the juncture of those broken portions of the town square leading off into the streets. Is there a job board here in the town square? Uh, no, there's, there's no job board, but you do see there's like a help wanted sign on the kind of like the window of the Hall of Records building. And it basically just, uh, it reads out saying, you know, it, they need um, a scribe for someone to uh, tra- uh, to transcribe the records and also to uh, take new inventory uh, of the surveys for the town itself. Mm-hmm. Checking out the street signs, you can find out that the library is about probably two blocks away. All right, let's make our way there then. Making your way to the library itself, you find the library. It is getting close to closing hours, but... You find this grandiose building, almost uh, one that seems to be the size of a uh, of a small church, like a small, like elaborate church. 
a small Mormon church. I think that there you go. That's a bit. <laughs> that's a bit more accurate. And uh, going inside, it's it's beautiful. It's uh, despite the fact that it has a bit again this consistent gloomy atmosphere. It's uh, it's rustic and it has a bit of uh, kind of like arty, artsy, artsy fartsy kind of feel to the library itself. And there is a uh, there's a woman sitting at a, a desk and she is marking some pages in a book and then she would move that one to the pile and take the next one over making some more marks it has a center section of the building with tables and people are sitting there with candles lit about and they are you know silently reading there is a fire going off uh, going on in the uh, the center back wall of that uh, middle section so it's not only illuminating the room but also providing warmth for the evening um, Aoife is going to approach the woman uh, good evening um, we just got into town and we're looking around for some work possibly anything of, of interest that you could tell us about would be great if there's some kind of you know person who maybe needs some work done we're uh we're a bit of a adventuring type of party here, and uh, we may be of service to someone. She finishes scribing whatever she's putting into the book, and she closes it. And she uh, she thinks to herself, and she says, If you come back in the morning, I should have something for you to possibly uh, do here. There is a... Uh, you can also go to the town hall in the morning. They might have something for you there. In the meantime, you are more than welcome to uh, grab a book read, uh, check something out if you are in uh, in need of some type of uh, literature or education. Our, our library is, is well known throughout the, uh, throughout the land. Ah, very good. Thank you. What would you say is your fourth finest herbology treatise? <laughs> <sighs> she, she looks at you uh, very confused and um, she said For, fourth finest? Yeah, I'm sure I've already read the top three. <laughs> Aoife just walks away shaking her head. So she's not entirely sure how to answer your question. She she does say that you are more than welcome to uh, to go to the herbology section, and she she uh, she directs you in uh, in in that way. She tells you that if you if you go through the middle section and if you uh, you go down. An aisle to the left, then to the right, and then it is uh, up a small section of stairs that takes you to an elevated uh, area, closer to um, a glass, a set of glass windows. It's a lot of trouble for some herbology treatises. <laughs> uh, yeah, I peruse a little, but I mean, do we just want to get back and yeah, call it a night? Yeah, I think we could probably call it a night and, and see about finding some work in the morning. Yeah. Okay. I'd be kind of curious to see if they have any books on the history of this town just to see if maybe there's any any kind of information about why it would be in such a depressive state right now like has it always been that way what's has anything changed she says there is a generalized history of uh of Takir that is provided for the library but like official records for the city are held uh within um the magistrate's office okay so, Donnie, do you do you go venture for the uh, the fourth best? No, no, no. I was just okay. messing with the librarian. No, back to the ogre's eye. Sure. As you're making your way out, Ifa, you hear this 
tiny voice coming from somewhere back in the stacks. And it's just this, uh, I'm cold. Um, Aoife immediately gets goosebumps everywhere and just is like frozen and slowly turns her head in the direction of the sound. You see nothing but a stack of books, a row of candles that are set onto uh, little sconces leading into the deeper parts of the library that are on the outskirts of the uh, the middle reading section. Um, I guess because everyone's starting to leave, so she runs and grabs the first sleeve of whoever is in front of her. Um, guys, guys, guys. This may this might be nothing. It's probably nothing, but um, I just heard like a really creepy small voice like I don't know maybe a child's voice or just this really small voice and I think it's coming from the back of the library I mean it could be nothing but I don't know that was that was creepy do you want to check it out Uh, kind of kind of are you sure that wasn't me I was just back there (laughs) I'll go back with you yeah I mean it's just it's just really really I don't know I got I got goosebumps everywhere it was it was the worst but I'll admit, this whole town kind of has me on edge right now, so there's something weird going on here, and if if you're hearing voices, then that sounds pretty weird to me. I'll, Let's check it out. I'll follow you. <laughs> Theranor, what do, what do you think? Is this worth looking into? Maybe. There's something <laughs> odd about this town. I mean, it's it's not just me, is it, guys? There's something weird here, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, yeah, let, let's let's try to see what, what that was. Where'd you say it was coming from? I, I don't know, like the back, the fur- further in, deeper in. All right. Um, I'd like there. to do a perception check to see if I can hear anything or, or when, when I actually try, if I try to focus, if I can hear anything. Sure. You can You can, you can give a perception check. Uh, 22. <laughs> <laughs> no? Seems like a library. No? <laughs> Didn't even hear your own party talking. Right. <laughs> That was a 22, by the way, not two. Oh, 22? Oh. It sounded like just two. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like yeah, 22. I, <laughs> I was like, wow, there's really nothing here. You, you hear ambient silence. <laughs> no, um, this is, Drew planned this all out, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I mean, like, even with like a 22 to like give you perception, you, you kind of just hear nothing in the library. You hear people like turning their pages you know, having small conversations, but it's nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing seems to be, like, so strange and weird that it's going to be alerting you. You know what I mean? Um, Aoife, this is going to be on you, I think, because I don't hear anything crazy out there. <sighs> well, I know I'm not hearing things. I definitely heard something. I'm not making this up. What did it say? Uh, it said something like, like, I'm cold. Oh, okay. Does it feel cold in here to you? Not Isn't there a terribly. fire on the back wall? So within within the confines of the library itself, like it's actually it's 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 comfortable. It's actually it's not very cold, especially the big fire that's in the middle of the reading section. It's uh it's it's comfortable. It's not it's not cold at all. Let's go towards the back and and investigate. Alright. Okay. So venturing down the uh library alleys, the stacks. You're passing lots and lots of books, different genres. Nothing is uh, seeming to be too out of the ordinary. One is like, you know, history, fiction. Another is uh, like self-help. 
You have cartography maps coming across. And again, nothing is kind of like poking out of the ordinary. It doesn't seem as if there's a, uh, a great deal of some organization for some books. Books are left out. Other sections even seem as if they possibly have not been uh, routinely dusted for a while. Eventually, you'll uh, you'll come to parts of the library that are uh, that are not even lit. Different aisles that are just uh, completely dark. As the further you go back, well, darkness in this town is nothing new. But <laughs> does anybody have an ability? I have dark vision. Well, yes, I have dark vision as well. Let me thank you. But um, <laughs> does anybody have an ability? to detect a creature or to... I know detect magic is in short supply, but um, something else that would help us see perhaps like, maybe it wasn't... Maybe it was uh, some kind of a, a spirit. I don't know. Maybe it's not even a real living creature. Maybe we're not looking on the right... with the right type of eyes. Maybe we need to do something. I, I don't call know. out, hey, 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 you guys in rat... <laughs> I don't Rat. have an ability like this outside of a, a forest I find my my secondary abilities lacking I can speak speak with small beasts no nothing nothing comes to you hmm well I'm out of ideas <laughs> <laughs> thanks for trying Lemmy that's um, always but- my first and last uh, idea for anything <laughs> I'm at a loss. Maybe, I don't know, maybe this town, it's, it's creepy, depressing grossness has, is getting to me. Maybe we need to call it a night. Uh, can I make an investigation roll? Sure. What are you trying to investigate? Just the like the dark stacks to see if there's anything that escaped our notice the first time. Sure. Uh, let's see. That is a 9 plus 5, uh, 14. Nothing seems to be... Like you say, out of the ordinary, it, it, it's definitely just a row of books. It's almost eerily quiet, like going this far back into the library, especially with no light. You can tell that there may be windows, like around the corner from a stack, like possibly some glasses peeking out from, you know, that vantage point that you have. But uh, again, like there are no candles lighting this way. It's just it's just dark and quiet. Is it colder back here? No, doesn't seem cold at all. I wonder if we should get some light and bring it back here. Like, maybe go get a candle from one of the other areas and, and bring it in here? Well, I'd like to do a quick, like, reconnoiter of that, the back disused area, and just see, mainly, if there are any, like, cold patches. If there's... Oh, ghost... If there's... Ghostbuster type? <laughs> yeah. If there's hole patches? Like, in the Cold. Wall. Oh, cold, cold patches. So you just want you want to go walk around? Yeah. Okay, so Lemmy let let walks off into the darkness by himself. <laughs> I'm going to go and grab a couple <laughs> grab a couple candles to uh, kind of explore back here a little better with some light. Okay. I'll go with Lemmy. All right, so uh, you're going to go get candles. They're walking off into the darkness. Aoife will... I think she's going to just, like, just strain to hear, like, just, like, get her ears cocked to the side and just really listening to see if she can hear whatever that was again. Okay. So, as uh, as Pac goes to candles, the boys are off to venture uh, the unknown, and you are desperately trying to listen. 
And while trying to listen, you do end up hearing that soft, strained voice. That's just like, Cole. I got goosebumps again. She just, just stands in the middle of the room, just listening with her eyes closed, trying to figure out what direction it came from. So it feels like it's behind you. Ooh. <laughs> Aoife is just paralyzed when she realizes this and <sighs> takes a breath and turns around and just opens her eyes slowly. As you turn around and you open your eyes slowly, you notice that when you have taken a breath and exhaled, you can see your breath in front of you. <laughs> and you are no longer in the library. You are outside. You're in the confines of a woods. And it is dark. The moon is your only... You're, the moon is your only companion here. And it is just eerily quiet. But it is also dreadfully cold. Um... Aoife pinches herself. <laughs> you, does it hurt? It, it, uh, it does hurt. Okay, so she knows that she has not fallen asleep or in a trance, or she's not sure if this is magic. Does she sense some kind of a magic presence? Not that you are aware of. It, it is a, it is a wood, wooden area that you do not know. It is uh, rather dark, as I said, and uh, very, very cold. You can somewhat hear some kind of basic, you know, woodland creature noises, you know, forest noises. But again, it doesn't seem as if you are in, obviously, in the library, close, close to even the library. You don't know if that you are still in Talkir or somewhere. Like, obviously, this is nowhere that you have ever been. And it is uh, that kind of lost and alone feeling where it is very, very unsettling. Thank you for weathering the storm with us. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CritStormCast. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and please recommend us to your friends. Look to the horizon for more Crit Storms. <laughs>